I understand that at this Mass, there are students in the confirmation program. So I want to welcome the students in the confirmation program who are here and your families. Your, um, I know they worked very hard to get you out of bed to get here, um, but you made it. And uh, so I, I want to make a special welcome to you to Sunday morning Mass. You have a very wonderful music director over here and choir. Whoa, you guys are good. So I'm not a normal priest here. I'm not a normal priest, but I'm not a normal priest here. Um, my name is Father Francis Good. I am a Dominican. I live at St. Dominic's Church with my Dominican community, and I'm full-time priest uh, over there. But Father Perry needed some priests to come and help. Uh, I'm not sure for how long Father Perry is uh, away. I think he's coming back soon, so don't try and get away with anything. Okay, uh, but Father Perry, he, uh, he loves you, and he's um, getting a little bit of time off, and so the other priests around here were helping him. That's my homily. No, just kidding. Uh, I'll never let you get away that easy. Um, so I want to uh, tell the students who are here, the confirmation students, that um, you might be wondering, why am I being confirmed? You know, why must I be confirmed? Well, the people who have the best answer for that are your moms and dads. Ask them, what did you get out of being confirmed? I just felt hatred coming towards me right now. Um, <laughs> I felt panic. Um, well, um, okay, well, let's skip that subject. Now, um, today is a, a very high day in the progress of the season of Christmas. The season of Christmas began on Christmas Eve, and you remember what the church looked like on um, Tuesday afternoon at Christmas Eve. Do you remember that? Was it pretty packed? Yeah, I imagine it was pretty packed. And, um, uh, and then on Christmas morning, was it also pretty packed? Okay, well, where do those people go? Um, we're not going to see a lot of those people till Easter. Um, and um, what is it that maybe we're not always the most welcoming people like we say we are, but uh, we... Uh, have to work hard at be, being people of love and, and uh, open to them. Um, and so that's uh, just another thing. So let's skip to another subject. Now, what is this feast day epiphany? You've heard this before, but I want to say it very clearly for the confirmation students. Confirmation students, uh, your parents may know this. They've heard this before. Hopefully they will... Uh, they will emphasize it and, and underscore this. The Feast of Epiphany, the word epiphany means revealing. It means manifestation. Um, you know, so somebody who said, oh, I just had an epiphany. It's like a light went off. And, um, you know, a light went on, I should say. And uh, they can understand things more. So the epiphany that Christmas is about is when the nations come represented by these foreign men, these magi, they're foreigners, 
They, they're not Jewish people. They're not under King Herod. They have their own kings. And they uh, come to do homage to the newborn king of the Jews. How did they know that there was a newborn king of the Jews? Very clearly, that what did they see in the sky? A star. So they're astro astronomers or astrologers. They didn't call it astronomy in those days. They called it astrology. And they followed the star, and the light of the star led them um, west, because they're from countries in the east, like Baghdad and places that um, aren't too friendly to the United States this morning. Um, so having, we're, the front page is pretty scary, and this year hasn't gotten a good start. But anyway, um, they, they came from those countries seeking what the star meant. They knew that it meant that somebody important was born. But the people of Israel, they weren't really aware of it. And that's one of the common themes that keeps being repeated, that Jesus came, first of all, for the lost sheep of the children of Israel. But later on, he's going to re he, knows, he knows what's happening, that um, his own people will put him to death, and his own people will not recognize him as the Son of God. But these foreigners do. And they come and they go right to the palace of the king who is a wicked, wicked king. What's his name? Herod. And uh, you didn't want to be of the Herod's family because uh, he uh, had one of his brothers killed. He had one of his son-in-laws killed. Um, uh, it was not a very happy place around there. Everyone was tense around him. He was very, very power hungry. And so um, they, he said, what did you come here for? Well, we came to do homage to the king of the Jews. And Herod did not like hearing that. And he became very anxious. And if the king is anxious, what about the kingdom? They're anxious too, because he's going to be on a war path. So, um, he says, well, you go and you find where the king of the Jews is born, and then you tell me, and then I have a little something for him. Okay, um, he's going to kill him, of course. We know that Herod hates uh, any threat to his being king. So, um, so the, the wise men leave, and they're a little confused by that. They think, well, he sounded... Uh, friendly, but he didn't look very friendly. And so they go, to, they go outdoors and they see the star again, and the star leads them. Now over here at St. Bernard's, the manger scene is way over there. Um, I think I better wave over there. Hi, you guys. Um, it's not right up here in the front, so it's kind of hard for you to see. And I noticed at the last Mass that some of the children hadn't even seen it yet. Mommies and daddies and grandparents, make sure your children see the manger scene because there's some very interesting personalities there this morning. Who are they? Well, there's three of them. And they come, one has a crown on his head. Others, they come um, with foreign clothing on. And they bring elaborate gifts, elaborate presents, and they come and they bring them to the child. Now, one thing that's interesting, St. Matthew tells us, 
when they came to the house, so it's actually, they've moved out of the stable, but it's easier for us just to keep it looking like it's the stable. But St. Matthew says by this time they moved to a house and where the child and his mother, Mary, were there. Did he mention Joseph? Where is Joseph? Well, he's not mentioned anymore. Um, we heard a lot about St. Joseph right before Christmas and on Christmas morning. Um, but we, didn't, we don't get to see him today. And because it's probably after Mary and Joseph had presented the baby Jesus in the temple, and then they had to make a very poor offering. They didn't have much money, so they only bought two turtle doves, which is the kind of offering poor people made. And they would make that poor offering. And then St. Joseph probably just had to find work to do because uh, Mary wasn't uh, ready to move yet. Little did he know he, what, what was going to happen. So, um, so the, the, these wise men, all they find is the child and the mother. And they make these offerings of gifts. And um, now I want to focus on the, the, the young people here who are being confirmed. Your parents have heard this many, many times. The gifts of gold, what else? Frankincense, not Frankenstein, but frankincense. And um, what is frankincense? Well, let's, let's break it down. Um, Frank, I don't know why, but then incense. It's a kind of incense, frankincense. And what is incense? It's burned. What is it that's burned? Is it wood chips or parts of Christmas trees? No, it comes from pitch, pitch that comes off of trees. When a branch is taken off, then pitch comes down. And that pitch is hardened. Uh, it is uh, gathered. And sometimes it's gathered after it has already formed a big ball of pitch. And sometimes they've been petrified. They're so old. And you can buy this uh, in, in marketplaces. Very expensive. And we burn it in Catholic churches. It gets broken into lots of small pieces, sometimes like powder sometimes. And then it's, um, a spoonful is put on hot charcoal and smoke rises. And it's kind of a sweet smoke. And it represents prayer. So the gold is a symbol of Jesus as king. The frankincense is a symbol of Jesus as the son of God. Then the last thing is called, did you catch the name of it? Yeah, um, tell the teenagers next to you, myrrh. Okay, I know, they're not listening to you, and don't worry about it. Okay, um, myrrh, what is myrrh? It's a balm, not a bomb. It's a balm. Um, you know, like palm tree? Well, this is balm, like palm, it's B-A-L-M, and it's an, it's a, it's an ointment. It's a, a soothing, um, healing ointment. And that refers to the wounds that Jesus will suffer on the cross. And, then, um, and he will become a balm, an ointment for the sinner who comes for forgiveness. That's where we come in to this story. What kind of sinners can come? Well, just think of a terrible sinner Think of a horrible sinner. Somebody who's done terrible, terrible things. You know, like your husband or your wife. Okay. Or, 
Probably, but actually more like the person in the mirror. Look at the person in the mirror. And there are lots of things. They're not mistakes. They're sins that we have committed knowingly. We have disobeyed God. And the, the, the thing is, is that we're weak and we keep repeating sins, sins of words, sins of, sins of thoughts, actions, and then not doing things that we should do. So Jesus has come to be that balm, that healing for sinners who come. And here we are, weak and undeserving, but Jesus gives Himself to us completely. Okay, students who are going to be confirmed. Your confirmation is a part of this whole picture. It's the receiving of the Holy Spirit that would make you recognize, able to recognize what other people can't see. Namely, that Jesus Christ is God come to earth. He is God become man. Two natures united in one person. This is a mystery. You can't prove it by science and you can't disprove it by science because it's a mystery. It's a mystery of faith. And if it's true, which it is, it means that we can become the children of God, worshiping Him as King, worshiping Him as Son of God, and coming to Him knowing that He alone forgives us our sins and He alone can bring us to eternal life. And that means freedom and salvation.